0: Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick podcast, brought to you by the wpchick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here, just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey guys, what's up? Before we jump into today's episode of the WordPress Chick podcast, I am super excited to tell you that today's episode is being sponsored by none other than Liquid Web. Liquid Web has new managed WordPress hosting. We connected maybe a month ago and I have moved my site over and can I just tell you, first of all, it's screaming fast. I'm super pumped about that. The managed WordPress hosting that they offer though, I'm going to go ahead and just quote their, their tagline on the site, which is the managed WordPress partner you've been waiting for. Hands down, you guys, their support. Nothing beats being able to chat with somebody in the States when you need it, right when you're in the middle of something. And their support has been amazing. The migration was the easiest migration I've ever done, but I'm going to give you just a couple little tips um, to let you know how awesome this is. First of all, to create a new site, it's like click of a button, you can create staging sites, They've also just released these two new tools. I'm going to have to just display them for you in a post, obviously, but are stencils and tagging. So you can tag your site so you can find all the different sites you have in your account by tag. The stencil is like click a button and it duplicates a site for you. So let's say you've got a membership site and you're doing multiple memberships maybe um, or a course site. Course site's even better example. You take a course site, you click a button, it's duplicated it. So everything you need in that site, if you've done some custom work for a course, it's going to be duplicated for you. So stay tuned for that. But they've, they've partnered up with iThemes Sync Pro also, which is kind of like, um, you know, a managed WP where you can update all your sites. And it, it, this is amazing, you guys. So stay tuned. Uh, I will have a post for you, but I'm super excited to be working with liquid web for their managed wordpress hosting. You can check them out at the WPchick.com forward slash liquid web backup speed safety. It's all there, you guys. I am really thrilled to be working with them. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. What up, folks? So today, it's you and I. Yeah, just you and I. That was really bad. And I'm sorry <clears throat> if the voice is a little funny. Welcome to, I don't know if it's the beginning of allergy season. Uh, and it's just crazy. I'm recording this <laughs> uh, on Tuesday, the 14th. And The East Coast has been hit with, you know, massive dumping snowstorm, and I'm supposed to hit 80 degrees today. It's a little bit crazy, but we won't get into a global warming discussion because that's not why you're here. Oh, my goodness. I have to tell you, though, I am loving the sun. I am loving the sun. Been walking the dogs, you know, daylight savings. I wish they would just stop that already (laughs) and just leave it. Um, I do love the sunshine at night. Sunday, we set our clocks all back spring ahead ahead Saturday night, right? And I swear, I felt like Sunday went by in a blink. And I think I've talked to you guys about this that I have this this desire for a second Sunday. There's something about Sundays that are just I feel less pressure to be productive than I do on a Saturday, you know. And then when it's sunny, it's like, well, you got to get outside, anyways. I digress. So bear with me if you can hear the water bottle. Um, we're going to talk about selling today and why you need to get comfortable selling. This has come up, you know, this has come up probably, I don't know. it, It reminds me of, you know, when you get a new car and you see that new car everywhere, well, your awareness changes, right? And so all of a sudden you see that you see your car, which you thought, oh, you love your car. Next thing you know, it seems like everybody has your car. Well, the same is true of this conversation. And I've come across this, whether it's been through social media conversations, particularly in Facebook groups, or just having conversations with friends who, you know, have coaching clients or clients. And the disheartenment, is that a word? Disheartment? Disheartenment? I'm going to make Make up a word, which <laughs> we'll just roll with it. Um, the disheartening, I'm pretty sure that's a real word. So we'll run with it. The disheartening that happens in this space, right? That people, you feel like you're working your tail off and only to, to, to come back with, you feel like you're working, 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 getting nowhere, or you do something. It doesn't have the results you want. And, you know, you feel like you're back at square one and that could be after a year. It could be after doing this five, 10 years, right? And it, it starts to feel like, I, I don't know. It starts to feel like, well, everybody else has this figured out. What am I doing wrong? What, what's going off in me that, that's not connecting the dots? What piece am I missing? So it starts to feel like there's this external piece of the puzzle that, that that's the reason your business isn't uh doing what you want to do that's the reason that you're not making the, the type of money you want to make right but at the end of the day <laughs> i thought you know let's have a heart to heart so well i would say it's a fireside chat but well maybe if you're on these coasts it's fireside chat today it would be a poolside chat for me um but i think you know let's get down and dirty let's talk about the real issues with online marketing and why businesses do or don't succeed because for some reason This seems to be as mysterious as the Bermuda Triangle, when in fact, it's really simple. And you will notice I did not say it's easy. You know, but the bottom line is, I think, and and you guys, when I say say we, this collective we, I'm totally including myself in this because I do not exempt, I am not exempt from any of this. I have been there, I have done it, and the bottom line is, though, we overcomplicate things and we get bored doing the things that don't seem to give us the immediate results, right? I mean, think about it. We're in this space where you can reach out to somebody across the world and have an instant conversation, an instant dialogue, whether it's through, you know, chat, Skype. I mean, obviously you could call them, but the fact that you can connect with people all over the world instantly, like we're used to getting things when we want them. And I don't mean this from the place of instant gratification, but for some reason... Again, there's something about this internet space and online business and online marketing that people think because you're not laboring, maybe, um, you know, I mean, like physically doing stuff, you know, when you're not, you know, out there, I don't know, putting together a brick and mortar business, it doesn't feel like as much work. Therefore, it shouldn't be As hard, right? But one of the conversations I was having with my friend the other day was, you know, stop to think about the cost of a restaurant. And you guys know this is like my favorite pastime, right? Like, how can I relate something IRL in real life to the, the online space? And if you think about the cost of a restaurant, do you know how much money has to go into that before you can even open the doors to sell one dinner? Right. Think of the cost, the investment that has to happen with the kitchen forget you know the dining room area forget forget if you have a bar and you have to get liquor licenses and and how much is involved in that right so like trying to wrap my head around running a profitable restaurant is <laughs> so unappealing to me um and thank god other people do it but you have to you know you've got to be able to order the food correctly you know you you ha- obviously you've got staff you've got to pay you've got the whole dining room to set up you've got Silverware plates. I mean, just it starts to just compound, right? And where else can you start a business except the internet for the cost of hosting and some blood, sweat, and tears? I I mean, truly, you know, it's it's just because at the end of the day, you don't need to go have this professional website designed. And I'm going to start stop talking in ambiguous circles. I promise. But nowhere else can you do it. So I think because there's that. That fact that you can do this quickly, efficiently, and very inexpensively, that people think, because it's easy to get up, I should, therefore, it should be easy to profit, right? And who is this, you know, ambiguous say? I don't know, but it is this collective feeling because so many people are frustrated. And so I I thought for today, let's go ahead and we're going to start with one of the two topics I mentioned, right? The fact that we get bored or we don't see instant results. So we're going to start with getting bored. And the easiest way, sorry guys, with the voice, you know, it's funny. It's like, it wasn't bothering me because I wasn't talking. (laughs) I was sitting and writing. Um, but the easiest way to do this is to give you some examples, right? Like I think you'll be able to plug yourself into some of these scenarios or you will have been in them. If you, if you do service work, if you do client work, which I'm going to take a total side note here and man, I wish I had a sound effect right now, but I officially launched the last client website ever yesterday. (sighs) Yay. Cloud goes, cloud, crowd goes wild. So yes, Kim Doyle is free. Um, and I've had awesome clients this year. You guys, it's not that it's just, I'm, I'm really pumped that I get to focus on, um, this, this new direction anyway. So let's go ahead and let's do some real life examples. And I was thinking about all of the different people that I've worked with over the years for websites specifically. And, you know, nothing was more frustrating then seeing people get caught up in the peripherals. And I don't know if I heard that or if I am making up this phrase, right? But the peripherals being the things on the outside, the edge of the business that really don't matter or make the slightest bit of difference to the bottom line. So let's start with what most people like to start with, right? And that's the branding piece of it. Do your logo and colors matter? Sure, Absolutely. But not enough to tweak it 287 times, right? The same is true for your products and services. And the whole thing with logos and colors, guys, is for the most part, I'll tell you that most people come up with an idea or they come up with a name and then they find a color palette they like, right? I'm not negating that you you have to like the name, the colors have to resonate with you. But if you really want to take it a step further, and put some science behind this, right there, there are methods to doing this. And I believe I, I've shared it maybe in an I, I don't know if I've shared it in, in the podcast yet. But there's a book called Hello, My Name is Awesome. And I apologize, I don't have the author's name on Amazon. Um, and it, it's like one of those, um, you know, those stickers you wear like at a networking event. Hello, my name is... Okay, so that's the stickers on the cover of the book. And it's a yellow book, I think. Anyways, it's called Hello, My Name is Awesome. And she really walks you through picking the, the, the science behind coming up with a good name and how it can support a brand and what those words represent. And then how to go about, you know, picking colors and stuff. And so, which is one of the things we did with lead surveys. Uh, It's, it's a, it's a great name. (laughs) I was really pumped, right? (laughs) That, that we got it, but it's pretty clear what we do and it's a solid name. So logos and colors, mat name, all that stuff matters. But I, I see so many people who, who are not designers, who are not professionals at doing that. And they get so attached to it, right? And, Hear my heart. You need to love your logo and colors. You need to love your brand. You need to. I get all that. But for the love of all that is good in the world, you're not the professional. Do what you do best. And if you've hired someone, let them guide you. If you haven't, here would be my suggestion. And this, these are not in the show notes, guys. So bear with me as I go off. Not that I ever go off script, but you know what I mean. Um, So. Here's, here's how I would approach this. And this was a great conversation I had with a friend of mine, and I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, Wes Ward, he totally opened up my, my mind. I was probably four years, four, wow, five years. I, it was a while ago that Wes and I connected and the whole hero's journey, right? And really to start looking at that. And it's called the Blue Ocean. I think it's Blue Ocean Strategy, where basically, you know, you're, I I probably shouldn't have brought up the blue ocean strategy, but basically it's like, you're kind of creating a market, right? But at the end of the day, so you start looking at, go look at brands that resonate with you. Right. And so I did this when I was doing the podcast service, it was influence podcasting. I was quite pleased with the name too, Um, but the colors. So I went into this whole psychological piece of it and I looked at the brands that I liked and the brands that resonated with me and Audi. I love, I've had an Audi. I love it. That my next car is going to be an Audi. So I love the branding and the polished look of that. It's got a high end feel to it. Right. And so I took that in obviously Apple. I love Apple. So, but you start looking at that and then you look at colors and how they're all related to that. So you can pull all of that stuff into it. And so, because remember your, your brand and logos, while you need to love it, what does it represent to your potential buyer, to your potential customer, right? How does it connect with them? The WordPress chick has a much more casual feel to it, right? A little more fun, a little, I don't want to say less polished, because that's not the most, um, I don't know if that's very positive, but you know what I'm saying. It's a little bit more hanging out with friends, right? And so you—that that is important. So think about that also with your products and services. You know, I, I've i lost track of how many people spend hours and hours Agonizing over the most niggly of crap, but they never spent the time to hit publish on one single blog post. I'm I'm not kidding you guys. They'd spend all this time and money on a website, but they never officially launched it to the world. So here I was talking about examples, right? Since I was talking about examples 10 minutes ago, I'm gonna bring up an example finally. So this was probably five years ago, maybe, but I had a client that I was building a website for, and she was working with a Quote unquote. I literally did the finger air quotes there. Uh, she was working with an internet marketing coach who was telling her what she needed in terms of things on her site and tools she needed to buy, blah, blah, blah. Right. So the coach, the coach told her to invest in Infusionsoft, which we know to me is Confusionsoft. Uh, and so she invested in Infusionsoft. She put together her packages for her programs and what she was going to sell. So far, so good, right? wrong, wrong cart before the horse. So first, the coach had a zero traffic strategy for getting traffic to her own website. She was still using the uncategorized category in WordPress. And she had zero, I mean, zero SEO going on on her site. So before, lest you think I'm a total judgy person, what frustrates me about this scenario is the coach was charging. I don't know not know, twelve, thirteen grand a year for her services, and I'm, I don't, I don't think that is out of line if you can help people get results, right? But if you can't walk the walk, then who are you to be doing this? And so it was frustrating to me because, really, let's look at this: what good is an email list or packages of services to sell? If nobody sees what you're doing or even knows you exist, right? It's almost like setting up a brick and mortar. Let's say you open a restaurant, but you never put the name of the restaurant on it. You just got to hope somebody walks by, right? And I get it. She had a name on the website. I, but it's a different world, right? It's a completely different space. So, you know, six months after we had finished working together, there was still zero new content or anything. Happening on her site, nothing new had been written. She didn't have a paid traffic strategy either, so she was getting no subscribers, like zero signups. Right, but have fun paying that three hundred dollars a month in Fusion Soft, that that price tag, and, you know. And so, let me add to that that she was still investing in the coach and other high ticket programs, other people's courses and events. Right, you know. So there comes a point where. D- people mistake that they they mistake these activities with working they mistake the well you know i'm i'm having a website built therefore i'm serious about my business and you know it's you can buy all the courses you want have at it but unless you're going to start rolling up your sleeves and implementing nothing is going to happen and you guys this is not again about do the effing work i just you do have to do the work, but it doesn't have to be at this crazy, intense, no quality of life pace, right? But but if you don't start doing the work, like I said, nothing's going to happen other than you're going to end up with big credit card bills, no money, and a boatload of stress. And the problem is that stress starts showing, you know, it rears the ugly head in all kinds of ways. So you start doubting yourself. You feel resentment that other people seem to be quote unquote making it. I don't know what's up with the quote-unquotes today. <laughs> um, and here you are working all these hours, but you can't get ahead of it. Or you do start making money, this was my case, but your expenses increase right along with your profit. So it's not like you're necessarily getting ahead, right? The bottom line is, you guys, it's time to focus. And I get it that no one wants to hear that they have to stay focused, that they have to show up and do the work, You know that you actually have to make something, that you have to create something, and then you need to get eyeballs on it. You need to share it. You need to email about it. You need to ask for feedback. And I know I'm getting a wee bit preachy today, but the preaching of the topic comes from my own painful experience of not doing this, of not sharing and promoting and selling sooner, you guys. This this is not rocket science. There are plenty of tactics and there are plenty of strategies, actually, that are complicated and involved. But the bottom line is you don't need those yet. You know, you just, you don't need them. Again, and I know this analogy is used over and over and over again, but it's, you know, you decide to start exercising. You're not going to go run a marathon tomorrow. Start walking around the block. Start jogging around the block. Start jogging around two blocks. That's how it works. But, you know, (laughs) not (laughs) stating I'm a fitness pro at all. But again, you guys, I got out of going to the gym for a while and it's like, I felt it I'm like you better just them. we're walking the dogs every day it's like okay we're getting back to Pilates where you know there's I cannot just go do what I used to be able to do I will be able to but I need to build that muscle memory up and so it's the same thing with with doing the work in your business you know with this uh, daily email and I'm you know if you guys did not listen to last week's episode with Ben Settle I would highly recommend it uh, you know I'm a fan of the daily email and it, it's just I simply have enjoyed the process and I'm Really enjoying the results that I'm getting from it, but I didn't get the results right away. You guys, it, it took time, but all of a sudden it's like this muscle memory. I'll, I'll say of, of creating the emails and creating the content and getting in this habit. Like I can do it very quickly now, right? It's so it's just like, you know, you start working out consistently, lifting weights in a month is going to feel a lot easier than it might today, right? Okay. So, uh, that's the, the, the point to that in the getting bored. <laughs> Cause I don't know if I ever pulled that in there. Um, but the point in that whole first little segment, you guys, is it's like it feels, it can feel boring sometimes to do the stuff that works, right? To consistently create content, to consistently share it, to do the emailing. It can feel a little bit boring sometimes. And I get that, especially when you're not getting results right away. So you have to find a way to pull in that fun that works for you. Like a podcast. <laughs> um, No, but, you know, it's like part of my daily routine. It's funny. I was reading another um, post on, was it Medium? Oh, no, it was actually Founder Magazine, F-O-N-D-R by Nathan Chan, who's built this amazing um, uh, iPad, I almost said iPad, Apple Magazine, which I'm sure it's on other platforms too, but... Uh, so Founder, you know, they've interviewed, you know, Richard Branson and all these people. Anyways, the post was on Founder and it was all about people's morning routines again. And a lot of them were SaaS founders. So they'd started a uh, software as a service product, right? And some of them, because you guys know, I'm like, I don't want to get up at four and five in the morning. I don't have to. <laughs> My kids are older and I tend to get up before them on the weekends. Um, But, you know, it, it's just... <laughs> Where did I go with that sideways? I totally went on a sideways tangent there, um, but the point is, you know, it's just keep things simple, you guys. The oh, I know, I was talking about getting bored. <laughs> Can you? I don't know. Maybe the allergy medication is kicking in. Maybe I should grab a drink too. I'm just kidding. Um, but the getting bored part of this, you know, is it's it's those consistent actions that start adding up over time. That's where the morning routines came in. Hello, but the consistent actions add up over time. And so, find those things that that keep you inspired and keep that sparklet while you're sticking with consistent action. Right? For me, I totally. Oh, this was it. Hello, this is how my brain works, you guys. So, can you imagine? A conversation with me with a few drinks. Anyways, we, you know, my morning routine is I have my coffee and there's just some sites I go to. I read my email, I, I check stuff. You know, it's like I totally have this little I don't know wanna call it playtime, but that's kind of what it is to me. Like I'm always finding these tools and apps and stuff. And I give myself that hour-ish you know, in the morning. Um, And I have a couple calls during the week with with friends that are kind of accountability partners and peers. And so those things keep me sparked. Those things keep me excited about what I'm doing. And then I come back and I write a post and I record an episode and I email my list. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, okay, let's talk about overcomplicating things. And where are we at? Okay, good. I'm wondering, am I going to do an hour today? Um, you guys might be hoping I'm not. Anyways, so let's talk about overcomplicating things, because this is probably the hardest obstacle to overcome. So apparently, it's it's conference season also. Sorry, got a piece of ice with that swallow. It's conference season now. And I will Totally said a disclaimer with this that I do like conferences. I I love the the energy that can happen at a conference. I like the connecting. Um, you you can get it's very easy when I say you I mean universally right. It's like you can get very caught up in the you know you go from oh getting down to the conference at eight or nine in the morning and you're going till five and then you go have dinner with people and it's just and then you're kind of fried. So I guess what was it maybe two weeks ago that funnel hacking live just wrapped up which is Funnel Hacking Live is the live ClickFunnels event. Um, and then this week was Digital Marketers Annual Traffic and Conversion Summit, also known as TNC. So that just wrapped up. Um, just as just another word I need to stop saying. But I've been to both events in the past. And the truth is that TNC was, it was like for a minute, because it was, I had done this mastermind event in San Diego, I don't know, like a Monday through Thursday, and TNC was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was so fried by Friday. I went to half a TNC and I left. I was like, I, I can't I cannot put anything else into my brain. And and I had bought the ticket pretty early on so it wasn't too expensive. And you know, I just <laughs> I think I shared this with you guys in the show years when when this was because this was 2013 I think. Um but I'd gone uh we had rented ATVs in Baja Mexico six hours out doing my arms felt like they were going to fall off. I was like, I'm so tired. Anyways, so uh, so I didn't stay at TNC. And then Funnel Hacking Live, I don't have a ClickFunnels account right now. And I keep debating you guys because I love Thrive. But there's this part of me that wants to test some of that stuff. But I just, I don't have the energy for right now. Um, and I'm staying focused. Uh, but Funnel Hacking Live, I'd gone to the first Funnel Hacking Live event in 2015. And of course they sold tickets to 2016. They're discounted and I bought them, but I didn't go last year. Um, and, and I didn't go for the same reason. I was fried, you know, last year was a really long year for me. And I did a lot of reevaluating in my personal life and my business. Um, but at the end of the day, the timing has to be right for this stuff and I I had bought I think I had two tickets too I just you know I think I may have mentioned this um, a couple um, I may have mentioned this with you guys uh, uh, recently you know that a friend of mine had said that you know seeing updates from these events can be both inspiring and depressing right and and I said, tune it out, get out of the Facebook group for, for whatever reason, because like, as an example, ClickFunnels uh, did this two comma club for people to hit seven figures. And in my gut, I will never say never, but I don't see myself going to a ClickFunnels event. I, Russell Brunson's amazing marketer. He is, he knows what he's doing, but Tony Robbins was there. (laughs) There's my disclaimer, right? And I'm not anti-Tony Robbins. He was my first foray into the whole self-help genre, I should say, like in 1992. And I have evolved from there. But I just, Tony did his thing and pitched and sold from the event. And it's like, that's not what I go to that stuff for. I get it. Russell's going to sell his mastermind. He's going to sell his funnel certification, all that kind of stuff. But here's here's my point <laughs> that I'm eventually going to make. Um I am getting way more mileage out of mastering what I already know how to do. And I've got plenty to keep me busy. You know, I, I need to stay focused in order to reach the goals that I've set for myself, which is freedom, right? I want leverage in my business. I want recurring revenue. I want to connect with my right tribe. And I don't mean just people who follow me, like, but like my right people, right? I, I gave an example in my email this morning. Of I had a call with uh, Lee Jackson of WP Innovator. If you guys know Lee over in the UK, he's awesome. Uh and Lee is going to be on the East Coast this summer for a couple months. So Lee and John Prez, and I thought we're going to do an event. We'll do an all-day mastermind event um in Orlando probably, which should be fun in the middle of summer. <laughs> um Lee's going to be here and so like I those those are also my right tribe. People, you know, that just they want to Make cool stuff, solve problems, connect with great people. It's not and I am not judging how much money you want to make, but it's not about the two commas, right? It really isn't. If you can hit it, amen. I have every intention of hitting the two commas, but I don't need a plaque and I just okay, I'm I'm really sounding judgmental. So we're gonna cut that and continue <laughs> because that's not the goal here to each his own truly. Um, but you guys, I, I am getting way more leverage out of of doing the work and connecting, right? So, you guys have followed me with the content and email marketing. So, you know, I do it consistently and that I'm a big fan because it works. Do I do other things? Absolutely. But I do them for the right reasons. I see, again, so many people get caught up in things for the wrong reasons, right? So, things such as complicated funnels. Like, why would you worry yourself with an upsell or a downsell in a funnel if you don't Have an opt in funnel converting. So let's say you're getting, I don't know, let's do some even numbers here. Let's say you get a thousand visits, page views a day, right? So if you're getting a thousand visitors and you're only getting you know, five subscribers. That's a crap conversion, right? So it's like, okay, something's not, my offer is not working. So don't worry about what's happening on the back end. The front end sucks, right? I mean, get that working. <laughs> Do that first. People jumping out of social media tactics, you know, the whole Snapchat. It was like, I am not maximizing the platforms I'm using. I, can't, I, that's where it's, it's not like, I just don't have time for one more thing, which I kind of don't. I truly, I'd rather go for a walk or read a book or take a nap than master Snapchat. But, you know, social media tactics, there's plenty of Facebook advertising. Why would you jump into a Facebook ad if you don't know whether or not you have a good offer, right? So here's an example. I'm going to. I, I recently just did, um, and I'm going to give this example twice because this was not in the post. Uh, I recently just did a post on the Thrive Quiz Builder, right? And because I, I am an affiliate for Thrive, and their stuff converts, it converts really well. And I, I'm fascinating. I'm fascinating. So <laughs> do you like that? Oh my god, I'm fascinated by the paying attention to where things are working and where they're not, right? It's like th- this focus has totally turned on this analytical brain that I don't necessarily want to feed too much, but so paying attention to that. So I thought, okay, so here I did this post. It's got six videos and it's just a step-by-step guide on how to create an opt-in quiz with Thrive. I'm going to run an ad to that piece of content, right? I run Facebook ads. I, I understand all that, but the goal is again to what that'll be an affiliate sale. I also have a content upgrade in that in that post. But so it's something that I know people are interested in quizzes. I held a webinar, I've emailed about this, I've gotten traffic to that post. So I've already gotten all this validation on that piece of content. So it makes sense to test some advertising at this point, right? Or what about jumping into e-commerce? You know, a lot of people will, you know, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go set up a store and I'm gonna do this. And so they also get caught up in peripherals. They start spending all this time looking for products and coming up with names and all the, again, where's the traffic coming from? An e-commerce store doesn't doesn't matter if you don't have traffic. So instead of building an audience and a brand first, they go put this thing up and then it's deflating because it's like, you know it's like buying a huge bowl of candy at Halloween and nobody rings the doorbell. <laughs> That was the first analogy I could come up with, or you know, making you know, looking for partners, partnerships, and stuff. And there's a so there's a Facebook group I'm in, and I know the person who runs the Facebook group, and there have been a couple people that just keep, I don't want to say, um, it almost feels leechy, like they're you know trying so hard to connect and bond and stuff. It's like go do your thing, go make stuff, go create stuff. Go have conversations. Don't use someone else's space to try and become good friends with it, it. It, you can't. It's hard to recover from that stuff, right? And I don't think there's any malice or or ill intention <laughs> behind it. it. It comes across though as a desperation, right? And so then you start going, eh, you know, and it's hard to come back from that stuff. We all make mistakes. I'm not knocking that, but JV partnerships and those types of relationships come from real connections. From you know. To, from whether it's online or you interviewed, like I have had, I, I I feel super grateful that I've got some amazing friendships from this podcast. But here's the deal. It all stemmed from me saying, hey, I've got this platform. I love what you're doing. Let me share your message. And I can tell you, it's not like I did it with the intent because my goal of this podcast was because I needed to have more fun, Period. And so it was a very easy approach. And now that I'm getting into something, lead surveys were, and, and more of a signature type course. That it's like, okay, now is a time to to connect with those relate, not to connect with those relationships again, but you know what I mean to to form JV partnerships with friendships I've already developed. <sighs> Sorry about that. All right, affiliate marketing, same thing. Affiliate marketing, you guys know I'm a fan. It works but it doesn't work if you don't have traffic. So you can't approach affiliate marketing from the perspective of, well, this is going to solve all my problems. Because first of all, it's going to take minimum right of 30 days to get paid out with affiliate marketing. If you're not building the audience, if you're not creating value and you're not connecting with people, affiliate marketing, you need money. You need to have money for paid traffic, but it takes time. So that Thrive post that I did Yes, it's got a link to the Thrive Quiz Builder, um, which there's other quiz builders out there that have monthly fees. I think it's a great option. And so, you know, I took the time, though, to create a post with a content upgrade. I did a free webinar. There's two downloads in the PDF, and there's six videos, you guys. That was a minimum. I'd probably six hours investment to get that post up. And now it's like, okay, let's maximize. Can I go back and optimize keywords? Can I go back and what time of day am I sharing it? Maybe I need to do a little promo video of what's included. In the, I don't know. But the point is, there was an investment in the affiliate marketing. And I share and show how I'm using the tools. I don't sell stuff I don't use. Podcasting, same thing. People think, oh, I'm going to do a podcast and get sponsorship. Well, I probably could have gotten sponsorship sooner. I, uh, as you guys heard on this episode, uh, Liquid Web is my new sponsor and I am taking this much more seriously. And I don't say, I don't mean that I didn't take the podcasting seriously, but it's a part of me. It's a part of my brand. It's a solid foundation for the direction I'm going in, but it's not something that happens overnight. Same thing with video marketing. I keep preaching that I'm going to jump into Facebook live. I am. And It's I'm in it for the long haul. So it's not gonna just do like, oh hey, and then be done with it. It's like, no, you gotta show up and you gotta so get your topics ready, start talking. How are you gonna promote it? Will you create an event for every live? Are you gonna email? So there's gonna be work behind it. So this is just to name a few of you guys, but all of these things are valid and relevant parts of a marketing strategy, right? But you have to do it consistently. You need to master the consistency of one strategy before you take it to the next complicated step, right? Okay, so here's the other example with Thrive that I was thinking. So recently with this post, you know, I I went very in-depth. And once you start creating your quiz, when you get to the point where you can create your questions, so you'll see that you can get pretty involved with this so that you can, you can get into something called branching. So what this does, so obviously you can't you can't see this. So, I'm going to ask you to just close your eyes and go on a journey with me. (laughs) All right. So, you've got your question and it's, it's kind of like mind mapping or like I'm a huge fan of Gliffy, right? Where you can drag the line down to the next step. Okay. So, that's how your questions connect. So, here's question one, two, three, four, right? So, let's say we've got five questions. Well, let's say, okay, I should have pulled up my quiz. So I've done a quiz that I'm going to use for um, lead generation. And it's what's your content type, like what type of content should you be creating, right? In the back of your head, I'm going to just explain to you this whole process and why I'm doing it is so I did this content strategy workshop, which I want to talk to you guys about in a second. But I did that. And so that to me is going to be a signature course. So what am I doing? I'm creating. Con- I know it sounds funny, creating content about content, but in-, in sharing how I do this and the journey. And this is what I did, and this is what worked. This is what sucked, whatever the case may be. Um. So I used creating my own quiz for this post. Right? It's what's your content type, and it's basically you should do written content, you should do audio, you should do video, you should do live streaming, you should do visual, whatever. Okay. So with the branching, you can create new paths based on your quiz takers answers. So, so let's say I'm just going to come up with a dumb question and three dumb answers. <laughs> but let's say it's what type of content do you currently create? Audio, written, visual. Okay. Let's say those were the only answers. So if someone says audio, then I can branch the audio people who respond with audio into a different set of questions. If somebody responds with written, those go into a different set. So all of a sudden, this is where you get into this crazy, crazy funnel thing, right? Do you see how quickly this can get complicated? When I did the post, my suggestion was to create a simple quiz and get it converting. Worry about branching later, if at all. You don't need to get into that, especially. And, and I didn't. I haven't gone deep enough into the plugin, but I don't think, so let's say you branch it on one hand, if you were to send people down, so let's say you sent people down one path for the written, one for audio, one for visual, right? Well, then you could have three separate lead magnets. And so therefore you would be segmenting as you go. Okay. But you guys, the reason I hadn't done a quiz before was because of all this, like this just starts hurting my head. I'm like, you know, it just, it feels like a lot of work. So get the first step working, create a simple quiz, get it converting. If nobody's, cause here's the deal. What if nobody's interested (laughs) and what, what type of, you know, what's your content type? What if nobody cares? Can you imagine how frustrating that would be? Had I spent all this time because I've got five different types of content types and if I had branched each of those with five do you know how much time would have gone into that instead it looks good it works and it's and now it's a matter of testing it and driving traffic to it so again don't overcomplicate things when Gordon and I started talking about lead surveys this was a huge factor for both of us it had to be simple to use while getting people quality results meaning quality subscribers right so there's another tool on the market i don't think it's open to the public and i'm not going to give out the name that has a way higher price tag than what we're doing it's it's kind of a survey thing and it it just looks ridiculously involved i watched the demo and as soon as it got to that part of and i don't i truly don't remember the terminology but let's say it's kind of the branching piece i i just i instantly felt Like, oh, this is Infusionsoft or Confusionsoft, right? Which, by the way, I just have to give a shout out to Russell Brunson for this because I watched this video on Facebook. Um, His birthday came up. And so he did this whole hidden funnel promotion for something else, right? I mean, the guy is a promotion machine. He just is. But they had t shirts that said, we're not hashtag Confusionsoft because um, I, I don't know if you guys knew this, but ClickFunnels has something called Actionetics, which is your email marketing. Right. And so because they have email marketing built in now, Infusionsoft said they couldn't because they would, ClickFunnels put up booths at the InfusionCon, right? Infusionsoft events. I guess ClickFunnels, I mean, Infusionsoft sent them their money back, said you guys are a competitor, you're not welcome. (laughs) So Russell was like, game on. Anyways, it's pretty funny. And he's taken on lead pages too. Um, They had a great uh, comic and a video done. It was pretty amusing. Anyways, but the point is, you know, when I watched this other platforms tool, I was like, this is freaking ridiculous. You lost me like three minutes ago. Because it's not, you know, it's just, I don't know, you guys, again, it's that don't tell someone to go run a marathon. Oh, and by the way, you're going to pay me $200 a month for it. You know, most people don't have a basic opt-in funnel that converts well. You need to keep it simple. Do not worry about whether or not you have an upsell on your product. Get your product or course up for sale. Wow, this is gonna be one for the for the record books you guys. <laughs> the words I keep tripping over. The scary thing is it's like two fifteen in the afternoon. So remember that every business needs only three things, right? Every single business. Um, um has three factors, offers, leads, and sales, right? Um, and so with those, it doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter what type of business you are. If you don't have something to sell, it doesn't matter if you have leads, right? When you have leads, you have to have something to sell them, which is your offer. So content, which I clearly believe in social media, networking, marketing, all of that effort should support you getting leads to your offers to make sales. Broken record much, right? Let, let's look at the content strategy that I did, right? The content strategy beta workshop, which is in dire need of a new name. But I kept it simple. I kept it small. I made the offer. I emailed all of two times. Um, I ran a live four-week course where I created it as I went. It was very hands-on, meaning I did Two, I ended up doing two one-on-one calls with each individual, but I got massive feedback, which was invaluable. And now I'm drilling down deeper for the next time. And I'm going to run it again as another beta run. Uh, and then it's going to be scaled to a signature course. And here's what I did to create the course, you guys. So I outlined it, you know, and first of all, I've been creating and talking and sharing about content till you guys are probably (laughs) sick of it at this point. But I, so it wasn't like I was coming out of the blue. That would be like, you know, me going, guess what? I'm going to teach you guys a course on Facebook Live when (laughs) I've only been a guest on someone else's. So that it was, it was a, when I say it was an easy sell, it was an easy sell. People had already seen me walking the walk. But after that, I, I just, I kept it simple. I used Google Docs, I use Demio for the webinar platform. I use a private Facebook group. And then I have Kajabi. I already have an account with Kajabi. I didn't go set up a new platform, you guys. It just was easy. I've paid for the year with it, right? And so it was easy to just add in. I'd already set up the, the store or the site, excuse me, just to put the webinar replays. But from there now, now that I've done it, I'm breaking each week into smaller videos. So already, I uh week one has eight modules in shorter videos with resources so that it's easier to find and it's going to be more digestible, right? Because go, I hate, going back through like an hour long webinar or whatever. It's like, ugh, right. But if you know exactly this one, we're going to talk about this content type, this content here. we're going to talk about this tool, whatever. It's a lot of you should go, oh, okay, you know what, I need to go back and look at how this works or whatever. So, and I'm using it just to, to let you guys know. So, I'm using Troy Dean's Rockstar Empires. So, he gave me access to that course and because I promoted it, I'm friends with Troy and I believe in everything he does. And so now that I've gone through and drilled down, I'm taking some other suggestions. Not all of them. I'm not a huge fan of, of being required to quiz into another module and gamification. It's okay. I could take it or leave it. Um, But the point is, I'm going through and structuring it much more in depth, right? At the end of the day, though, I got it out, you guys. Like I did not spend months creating crazy modules and plans and downloads. I outlined it. I knew how I was going to teach it, which tools I would use as part of my recommendations. And I jumped in. I made this a no-brainer offer. Everybody got a a one-on-one with me. And then I ended up doing two because of a strategy I shared and mapping out a monetization plan. And so then I said, hey, I'll do this with each of you guys for your own business. So anyone who Trusted me and, you know, spent their hard earned dollars on me as lifetime access to this course. And it's just going to get better and better. The Facebook group is going to grow. So if you're honest about what you're doing, people are fine with it. In fact, I think people, you know, appreciate being part of so, you know, sort of the ground floor of something. They're going to get more one on one. They feel like they get to be a part of something being built. Um, and you know, it's just at the end of the day, I got it done, you guys, but guess what? I still had to make the offer. I still had to let people know I had something for sale, right? I mean, I definitely could have sold a few more spots, but I just... I knew I needed to get it done. I needed to create a content strategy for lead surveys. I've restructured the content strategy for WordPress Chick. I thought, let me teach this. I have to do this work. I'm going to teach it and I'm going to share it. And it was awesome. And now, you know, I've connected with a few more awesome people. And it was like, I had already, you know, a couple people that I'm I'm closer with jumped in on the course. And then I got to connect with some new people who It's just kind of my nature. Now I'm like, oh, we're friends. You know what I mean? That's just kind of how I roll. But, you know, I had to let people know that I had something for sale, guys. And the thing is, it was the easiest thing I've ever sold. I I kid you not, because I just offered something that I was already doing. And so, you know, I've been building my audience and I've been connecting with people for nine years. You know, it does not take this long. it doesn't have to take this long, you guys, but it took me a while to fully step into the brand, but that's, that's for another episode. So, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to your business, just stop overcomplicating things, take the time to connect with people, find out what their problems are, make things to solve their problems, and then offer them something for sale. The end of the day, you will get Haters and trolls. I and I don't know that I've gotten haters. I've definitely gotten a few trolls or snarky comments here and there. Um, <laughs> my favorite one is I did get recently. In, uh, it was probably a couple months ago. Stop sending these emails, all caps. And I was like, buddy, it's okay. Just unsubscribe. God, that was a total Napoleon Dynamite tribute. Which I didn't care for that movie, but there's some good lines. Um, you know you're not ever, it's not going to work with you. I mean, not everybody's going to go along the journey with you. I've had people unsubscribe that originally had subscribed to me because I was doing all this Genesis stuff. Eh, not what I want to do anymore. You know, your business is going to evolve and grow. Your audience will evolve and grow and shift at the same time. You know, it's all good. But just stop getting caught up in the idea phase, in the planning phase, in the, you know structuring get it out there, you guys. This is this is coming from I I am the walking billboard for hindsight's 2020 in this case. You know, had I done it sooner, yeah, it is what it is. But um, you know, it's 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 not hard. And just start emailing you guys and you don't have to do it the same way I do it. I I love the daily emails. <laughs> I use a very I use my own voice. I'm not saying to go do it the way Ben does it. But just start communicating with your audience consistently. Find whatever works for you. Facebook Live, email, blog posts, whatever it is. Do a YouTube channel. Start a vlog. You know, it it, it does not matter. It's its what you're comfortable doing. It's the fact that you show up consistently. And just share the journey, guys. It's This isn't difficult. Did, did I say it was not rocket science? Like 522 times? Uh, okay. Do you like my random numbers I pick? I don't know where. What was I saying? Oh, I was talking to Lee this morning. Lee Jackson and we were talking about the event and I get you know, we we're talking about the price point, and he's like, Oh, I thought that was like a cool acronym. We're gonna da 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 and I was like, No. Anyways, that was a random side note you didn't need. As always, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry about the uh the voice, little gruff, McGruff today. Um, but I just I want to see you guys take your stuff to the next level. And I know another trite saying <laughs> Bear with me. I gotta find some new sayings. Clearly, someone needs to spend an afternoon with like, you know, the co-schedule headline analyzer or something. But um yeah, it's I, I wish I had done this stuff sooner. I am totally beating a dead horse now. So have a fantastic weekend. Um, it's crazy today, guys. It's gonna be 80 degrees in Northern California. What the bucket? The East Coast just got pounded with, you know, multiple feet of snow. So um, yeah, I said that in the beginning too. I don't know what else to do. I think it's time to <laughs> sign off. Um, I love you guys tons. If you haven't, I would love a review on iTunes. And the other thing is, uh, I do have the link to that thrive quiz. Just watch the tutorials or just go to my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash Kim Doyle. All the thrive videos are on there as well. If you just want the step-by-step and if you're not on my list, you should subscribe. There is a subscribe button in, pretty much every page or post um, because I do have, uh, I, I sent that link out. If you're already on my list and you didn't get the content upgrade for the Thrive Quiz Builder, just uh, reply to one of my emails and I'm happy to send it to you. But again, I'd love a review on iTunes. If you have not left one on that note, I keep ending this 12 ways sideways. I'm going to say goodbye until next week.